Founded in 2005, the video sharing website YouTube is now by far the most prevalent and popular of its kind in the world. As the video sharing platform grew in its popularity, so did its varietal of content. Its growth sparked a second renaissance in the genre of prank videos. Originally popularized in the 1960s by the show Candid Camera, while these pranks are typically good-natured, this YouTube wave of pranks often featured countless idiots placing themselves in either highly staged or deeply offensive situations in an effort to get people to quote, smash that like button. One of my favorites in the genre is where a YouTuber walks around Venice Beach asking people if they want to kiss his ass, then holds up a small donkey toy. While not clever in its own right, the prank really takes form when one of the strangers immediately knocks the YouTuber unconscious. But what happens when a prank isn't extremely satisfying to watch? What if a prank isn't a prank at all? Brian Lind, a 47-year-old bungee jumper and tactical paper mache enthusiast, was on his way to the Rainforest Cafe in Tyson's Court, Virginia, when he went missing. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're really excited to have you back. How are, how are you doing today, Owen? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything newsworthy. I've got a slight investigation by, uh, from the United States Post Office, um, FedEx, UPS, and DHL uh, for those... Um, meal delivery boxes I was sending out. They weren't packaged correctly, so that's been a problem. You know, you've you've had one investigation, you've had a hundred. Well, buddy, my heart goes out to you because, you know, when you first started that program, we were discussing it on the pod. Obviously, you'd sent me one. Uh, I thought it was a pretty straightforward system. We asked you, you know, you did send boiling water and we asked mm-hmm. people, please don't spill this on yourself. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, which felt silly at the time because like you don't ask a small child not to stick a fork in an outlet. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, you and do you ask a the small ma- child, but not a You adult. do ask a small child. Yeah. Uh, you want a small child to test out uh, anything that could be potentially dangerous. Uh, they bounce back quicker. They have uh, developed less of a lo- zest for life. Uh, if anything were to go wrong, they're going to miss less. Children are great at uh, sort of being the first line of defense. Yes, 100%. I often, if I'm not sure about the safety of a situation and I'm maybe babysitting my nephew, I'll say, hey, Denny, why don't you check out what's in that room, bud? And he's he thinks it's a game and so excited about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and like, whatever happens, if you've ever seen a kid fall, they'll fall smack their face get right back up and just start running around again and and that's yeah they're fine so if a kid can handle you know experimental products hot water then i don't see what the i don't see why the postal workers and the delivery people cannot i think that's not too hard to ask can you do the job of a child yeah a hundred percent Sometimes I hear about these these sort of like frivolous uh, attacks on you, and I just think, man, I hope that USPS just goes out right out of business. I'm just rooting yeah. for it hard. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what kind of business uh, model is it where 55 cents you can send your thoughts, uh, dreams, hopes, uh, love letters all the way across the country? That's not a stable business model. No, it doesn't um, make any sense. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The deal is so good, they've got to be bad at it. 
I agree. And and they made those forever stamps. And I was like, what is this, you know, frankly, BS? Because I enjoyed buying a stamp and then the price of an envelope going up uh, a couple of years later and then having to add four or five other penny stamps or nickel stamps on there. Now I just have one stamp. That's no fun. That's no fun. You pride yourself on having a particularly moist tongue. And if that's not getting used to adhere, ad, he adhesive uh stick stamps what is it good for i guess tootsie roll pops um spit spitballs yeah <laughs> those are the big ones how are you uh i am actually very very good uh i've had an a really uh positive week uh i am back i i am back to to doing sort of my outdoor fitness routine. Uh, you, you know, fitness is very big and important to me. Mm-hmm. So I have been making my own sort of homemade kendo sticks. Oh, I'm yeah. not familiar with a kendo stick. Uh, kendo stick. Is, is it anything like a baseball bat? It is similar. It's kind of like, uh, it's like a wooden sword. Um, okay. Yeah, so I have been uh, practicing with my kendo sticks, uh, and that has really gotten me in a good headspace because this has been a stressful investigation. I'm stressed out. You know, we've been doing it for months. I feel like, you know, in some ways we've learned so much. In some ways, I think, you know, when are we going to get to, when are we going to get to the end of this thing? You know? Yeah. And I think a lot of that stress for me uh is that i i have been on the social media and you know i'm getting pushback from people people are pushing back they're saying solve this thing already this investigation's going on too long i'm frustrated by it i i don't want to engage with these posts these posts aren't very good mm-hmm. um and i i guess i'm taking the notes everybody i am taking the notes our social media is bad and i appreciate that got, people keep sliding into my personal dms to tell me that and a lot of those feedback if i'm not mistaken is particularly hurtful because it is coming from um your family particularly the nephew that you babysit uh and his parents Uh, is that correct yes um mostly yeah denny is getting a little older and so he's less pliable less uh, useful to me um and he's also pushing back a lot on my social media saying like, this sucks. This is boring. It's just photos that you may or may not have stolen from other websites. Um, you know, I don't know who these people are. You're a bad uncle. Uh, I, I know you took all my candy out of my room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then his parents are like, Hey, you're a bad babysitter. And I think we're going to try to cut you out of the family, but there's no, mm-hmm reason to delve too deep into that i think right that's just denny also has falsely claimed that he has solved this missing persons case but we refuse to acknowledge uh we refuse to acknowledge that he claims to have hard evidence uh that uh it's been solved and he thinks that we're drawing this out for publicity's sake um but we won't hear it we won't entertain it um we have no interest in hearing what Denny has solved and has been confirmed by media outlets and the AP. Um, so I, I think he's just uh, being a bit of a troublemaker, and I can see that, why that's taking its toll on you. 
Yeah, I'm really frustrated because Denny has started a competing Twitter that has now 325,000 followers. And it is literally because he came over. I was babysitting one day. He comes over, starts reading through all the files we have, starts re-looking at all the interviews we did, and then says he figured it out. He brings it to the news. The news is reporting on it like it's, uh, you know, quote unquote fact. And I call it quote unquote fake. Um, and I, I'm PO'd. So yeah, if, if that's a family member that this kid's a lot, this kid's a liar. He is an absolute liar, you know? And and so that has pushed you to increase your workout regimen. Uh, yes. So I have been, so the second part of the kendo stick thing is that I have created also a fake, um, uh, sort of fight doll that some people say it does look suspiciously like a Denny made out of wood and I am beating it relentlessly with a kendo stick. (laughs) Yes, a a Denny dummy is what it's been called. Is that correct? Yes. And uh, I, when I called it, when I, because I called it that, I didn't (laughs) think of, I did not think of Denny. Like I was thinking of a different thing. So, yeah. Everybody knows an alliteration is how you mark it. So, yes. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I so you've mean, been beating your Denny dummy relentlessly with a couple of sticks. Is that correct? Yes, I do go to a very busy park and I will shirtlessly beat a Denny dummy, <laughs> and I'll scream out about how like how dare you make me look this way? And I know you're 13, and I'm a grown adult man, and I you know it, it it's emasculating to you know. But these are just like these are just like things to amp yourself up you got to come up with a good scenario to amp yourself up i just finished uh last dance and what i learned from that is that you have to find a made-up scenario to amp yourself up so you can take things personally and get aggressive Mm. yeah yeah that's i think that's the takeaway from that i think that's what they want you to take away from that yeah Uh, yeah yeah i learned that if you want to poison a basketball player uh show up with four friends to uh his hotel room with a pizza just for him it's and it's and it's a plane that comes together pretty quickly because apparently he called it two in the morning and then ate an entire pizza to himself and yeah somehow he got sick i'm still blown away by that yeah every time i have tried to give food poisoning to a professional athlete. I was only sprinkling poison on one slice, uh, assuming that they would have one slice, right? And sort of like realizing that it's essentially Russian roulette odds that one in eight, I'll uh, I'll hit my mark. Um, and worst case scenario, I just poison someone uh, close to them. And I learned from uh, the last dance that you can, in fact, uh, poison an entire pizza because that athlete will eat that entire pizza, not offering any to anybody else in the hotel room. Yes, he was in the room with other people, and he did not allow <laughs> anyone else to eat a piece of that pizza. And I will say, I don't want to ruin, I don't want to spoil the last dance for anyone, but there is a shocking reveal on the last episode that Michael Jordan does have children, and they were old enough to have been featured in other episodes and had maybe some bearing on his life. I mean, yeah, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Last Dance, Michael Jordan has kids. 
um, who, uh, I guess another spoiler alert, uh, had no impact on his life. They never even bring him up even once. Even when they interview him, they don't reference their relation to their father, just sort of that they watched something their father did from a different state. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, I think now's as good a time as any to hop into this week's episode. I uh, think so. Yeah, we have a guest. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself and just letting us know your relation to the case? Yost is Yost. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think I might have helped kidnap Rhineland. My first question is, did you only give us one name? Did you say your name is Yost? Yeah, I'm not going to give my, my full name, but... I, <laughs> I, okay. I I think I did something bad, but I didn't mean to, and I didn't know what they were gonna do with him. And I have no, I don't even know who kidnapped. I don't know who they were. And I was on a commute, and I started listening to this podcast, and I realized that guy that I did that fun like the thing to that night might have been Brian Lynn. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a huge revelation. Um, well, Yos, let me ask you um, what, uh, I guess I need to, I, I'm curious a little bit about your backstory. How did you get involved with this possible kidnapping? It was, I, I was at the Rainforest Cafe and uh, I was on a business trip. I sell cars. So I went down, I was alone at the Rainforest Cafe and some guy, he was funny as hell. He was a cheery guy. And he said, hey, you want to come pull a prank on somebody? You look like a big, you know, you're a muscular guy because I'm, you know, in real life, like I'm muscular, you know? Mm -hmm. Strong and explosive. So I was like, dude, what? You know, <laughs> I'm 35, dude. I don't do pranks anymore, you know? And he was like, no, it's going to be fun. <laughs> and uh, next thing I know, I was like, all right, let's do it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I did. I got him in the van. So this was almost, you know, in the legal system, they refer to like premeditated and, and, and then the other end of the spectrum is like heat of the moment. This was a impromptu uh, prank slash kidnapping. I thought it was a prank, right? And uh, I thought it was going to be, uh, we we're going to get this guy. We're going to, I thought, I thought he knew, him, you know, I thought he knew. Him. So I'm at the range, you know, I'm having a good time. I just finished a salad with, you know, my, 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 my favorite raspberry vinaigrette dressing. And of course, who can't have a good time at the rainforest cafe? Exactly. And um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, and so, yeah. You d you said you were th thirty five, too old for pranks, and then you went ahead and quote unquote pranked Brian. Is there any what convincing did it require? Nice. I'm a fucking idiot, you know. I was like, what are we gonna? Do? I was like, no, 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 no. And but I, you know, I the only convincing it took was I was like, do you know him? Because me and my friends do stupid shit to each other all the time, but we know each other, you know. I'm not gonna prank a stranger. So I figured he knew him, but then when we got him in the van, the guy pepper sprayed me and, and drove off. 
And and then I was like, you know, obviously in a lot of pain and uh and I was like, what the fuck just happened? You know, I'm sorry for the uh I just didn't know what happened, you know? I, I kinda like was like, all right, that was a weird experience. I gotta stop drinking alone. But then I started listening to podcasts and I started putting putting the Lego pieces together and I realized that I kidnapped uh Brian Lynn. Okay, so let me just say, for listeners uh, who don't know, Brian Lind was uh, going to the Rainforest Cafe at around lunchtime to meet his brother for lunch. They were there to discuss an adult book that he was working on. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's kind of where he drops off. You know, before we know he had packed his car with a lot of tactical paper mache weapons and uh, he was in danger uh from many many sources as far as we can tell mm-hmm. um but you know my guess my question is was this like a side salad was this a full-size salad <laughs> the full salad that's i went ever since i was a kid my dad my dad took me to rainforest cafe when i was young and i always i always go there if i have a chance because they don't have them where i'm from so uh it was a full salad with grilled chicken uh you know, all your standard salad items and uh, the raspberry vinaigrette dressing that I love. And and you were going there to pick yourself up because you hadn't been doing well selling cars. Is that correct? Yeah. You said you used to be doing well and now uh, you aren't. Uh, what what happened? I thought about what I was doing. I mean, that's why, you know, I thought about, I started thinking about cars, you know? And <laughs> how they depreciate off the lot. Mm -hmm. I was giving these people these great deals, you know, 60, 60 months, no interest. And 60 months, no interest is a very good deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, I was giving great deals, but they weren't because I was throwing in all these little things like delivery, uh <laughs> delivery yeah like with a little you know I was, I was i was the master of the little extra charge you know but uh i it hit me one day what am i doing you know i'm telling people they're getting a great deal and now they're coming off the lot with i sell toyotas come off the lot with you know a, a brand new highland a hybrid and i tell them they're gonna save all this money from the hybrid and 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 now they're just getting but they're not because, because the deal sucks. And so for me, it was like, I believed that what I was doing was, was good. I was like, it was a symbiotic relationship. It was like two plants in the forest, you know, but once I realized that I was an invasive species, I couldn't, I'm not an invasive species. I want to be a good plant. You know what I mean? I see. It sounds like you were having a little bit of a crisis of conscience, went to the rainforest cafe to clear your head as I think any person will do. And maybe these people caught you at a vulnerable moment and you agreed to committing a kidnapping. I thought it was a prank. I thought it was a prank. But right. But you're right. I mean, you guys are smart. You know, I always I always notice that when I'm listening to the podcast. Thank you. And you you the 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 analysis you just did of my brain, that's true. I mean Cause I went to the, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. So, you know, I, I did, I, I was there to cheer myself up and I ended up doing something, you know, you think, oh, 
you, you know, in life, you think, oh, you got one thing's bad, right? Like, oh, I, I, I don't know if I like selling cars anymore. It's all I've done since I was 22 years old and I'm 35, right? It's a long time selling cars, right? Yeah. And now I'm having this moment of maybe I need to change my career. That's bad enough. But then I let my guard down and now I'm involved in a murder, right? We don't know if he's murdered yet. So I guess in that way, you know, let your conscience rest a little easier. But I'm curious, though, can you describe the person? You said he was a very funny guy. Who, who was this guy that, that asked you to do this? He was like Santa Claus. He really was. Uh, he was, a, you know, little, little heavy set. He had a, you know, when you meet someone and you're like, oh, if this person tells me to, you know, get naked, I trust them, you know, <laughs> like it was that kind of thing where like, I trust if, if they, if they tell me I can come back and <laughs> sleep <laughs> on their, you know, on their couch, I'd be like, I get amazing sleep. Like I'm in my aunt's house, you know, like, like that kind of person, like you just trust them. They're like family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that, that's what that person was like. They were like, they were jolly, you know? So my God, just the toll thing went up, you know? And, and uh, yeah. it's wide open. I mean, as a car salesman, you're, you're probably pretty familiar with techniques of persuasion, how to get people to agree to things. Would you have bought a car from this guy? Yeah, it's a heartbeat, 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 heartbeat. <laughs> okay. You know, heartbeat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did he tell you what the prank was going to be? Did he go past sort of getting this guy into the van? No. He just said, <laughs> he was just like, because, you know, he got me, he juiced me up a little bit, right? <laughs> so, like, because you're, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's the first time I've laughed about this since. No. <laughs> well, that's, that's good to hear. I thought he was dead. I thought he was fucking dead. I was, I'm a terrible listener, and I thought this guy was dead. So now, Well, oh. we don't know that he's dead or not dead. You are swinging wildly from being de- uh, distraught that he's dead and laughing maniacally that he's okay. <laughs> we can't confirm one of those or the other. All right. I hope he's alive, because that, cause the, the moment I thought he was not dead, I felt a lot better, but... Look, he, we were talking, we were like, what were we talking about? He was telling me to not to worry about the car. I was talking to him, I was kind of spilling my heart out about how I don't know if I want to do this anymore, but it was all I was ever good at, right? Like, you know, I, I won a lot of awards at Toyota in the, in the, in the, you know, I was like, you know, I heard you guys talking about Jordan. I was like, it's pretty fucking good. You were the, cars. Yeah. you were the, <laughs> that's okay. You can say it. You were the Jordan of selling no, cars. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it, but I was, Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, you know. I was, at least, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. I was at least on the all-star team, you know. Yeah, I see mm-hmm. all those plaques behind you, and you have meticulously. Uh, it looks like sharpied or used black tape to block out the other part of your name, so they all just say uh, this award uh, goes to Yost. Uh, but that's a lot of awards. I, I see a dozen there. That's at least one a year. It looks like. Probably should have taped over the name of the dealership too, because I guess now if you really wanted to, you could just go to Toyota Syosset and ask for Yost and <laughs> spoke to Yost about a Highland uh-huh. or something. Mm-hmm. You'd get my full name, but I trust you guys. 
But yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at yeah. Fox Hill. I don't know. But I mean, we 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 won't do it. We won't investigate further than that. And we've got a third of our listening audience on the podcast right now, so I don't think you have much to worry about. All right, all right. There you go. Anyway, yeah. So so we so I you know I'll, I'll tell you about. I mean, obviously, I'll tell you about how what he was like, Lynn kidnapping. You know, I thought it was a prank, but he was strong as hell. I'll tell you that. He was wiry strong. I'll say this, and this is where, like, I kind of knew halfway through it wasn't a prank anymore, you know? Because you you know how a buddy reacts when you're doing something they don't want. Like, you're pulling a prank on your buddy. They're like, stop. You know, like, come on, man. Like, what are you guys doing, you know? The way Lind was fighting, it was, it was, it was, uh, I knew something was, something else was up, you know? But you're a strong guy, so... It was fairly easy for you to get him in the van. No, no. I I have functional gym strength, but when you're trying to <laughs> wrestle down a, uh, what did this guy do? He was like a skydiver or something, bungee jumper. <laughs> yeah, bungee he, jumper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He also made tactical paper mache. So yeah, that's some functional strength right there. I have gym functional strength. It was a little different. It was a little different, as I say that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you are. I can. Your frame barely fits in uh, the the screen of the Zoom. Um, you are a very big guy, and Brian was famously slender. Um, uh, did was it difficult to get your arms around him? Was he slipping out of your hands? Um, it, it just based on our visuals, uh, we've had some mock-ups done. Uh, it does look like um, this would be a scenario in which, like, the Hulk uh, was trying to put Pee Wee Herman in a car. Uh, so, w- what about you're saying that he was very functionally strong while you're more, I'm sorry, gym strong? Is that what you said? I'm not that great of an athlete, okay? I'm not that great of an athlete. So, once someone starts moving and, 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 you know, juke moving and spin moving, uh, I, I, just, I was never I was I was a late bloomer when it came to I look like I could be you know a big football guy but you know dumbbells don't move you just pick them up and boom 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 boom. Uh, Lind was uh, Lind was quick. He was not a he wasn't a it was this not a standard like deadlift you know this is mm-hmm. getting a human being into because I'm a car salesman I can tell you it was a 2008 uh, Dodge Sprinter because I know cars like okay. <laughs> That, that, and that's that's probably good information. 2008 Dodge Sprinter. Yeah, that's yeah. very good information. We yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he saying anything to you during all of this? Yeah, so he was like, "It's not funny. It's not because I was laughing, right? Because I, I was, I thought it was a prank, right? So you guys have heard my, you guys have heard my giggle, you know, and mm-hmm. and and my giggle was, you know, was coming up like a teapot, you know, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get him in the car, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What are you? It's not funny. It's not a joke, you know. It's not a joke. What are you doing? What are you doing?" And then, you know, and I and I, and I was like, "Maybe Santa Claus's friend is not, you know, has a short temper." But when I out of my peripherals, I saw the Holly Jolly dude who juiced me up at Rankers, and. <laughs> He wasn't the guy who was in the cafe anymore. He was a different. I, I knew at that point I was. I might have been. I might have been bamboozled in this situation. Mm-hmm. There was another person, is what you're saying. 
Yeah, it was he was like two people. The kidnapper was like two people in the cafe. Yeah. Oh, his personality changed. There weren't two kidnappers. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Because in the cafe, he was like, as I said, I'll sleep on your couch, and 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 I don't. Even... He offered to sleep on your couch. <laughs> oh no, this is it a? Is it a? It's an expression we use at the dealership. Like, if you really trust someone, you sleep on their couch without a blanket. <laughs> like, I, I trust that guy. I'd sleep on his couch without a blanket. You know what I mean? You don't even need the security of the blanket. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you feel that good about someone. Just, just totally, just totally let, lay it out on, on the couch. But when we went outside, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole in that moment, you know? You wouldn't sleep on his couch. Wouldn't even come in his his apartment. Wow! So he really turned on you. Any description of what this guy looked like? He was like six. I can never tell how tall people are because I'm kind of tall and I don't know. Like, it was about as tall as me, so I'm like six. I'm like six three. Mm-hmm. And he had a big white beard. He was chubby. <laughs> can I say that? Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah, yeah, a little belly on him. I don't know. I'm so I'm okay. so ripped. I feel like when I when I say someone's chubby, it's kind of like, hey, you're an asshole, man. Not everyone spends two hours at 24 hour fitness every day, you know. No, that no, please. Yeah. We we'd like an accurate description of him. So, you're saying a Santa Claus looking fellow? Are you saying that because he had a white beard and was chubby, or was he in a red suit? Uh, with rosy cheeks. <laughs> no, he wasn't actually Santa Claus. He just okay. He yeah. He just had mm-hmm. he he just had the vibe. Like he he could if he put on just hold on. You, you think I said he was Santa Claus? Like he just likes Santa Claus. Like if he put on a Santa Claus, like he could get a job as a Santa Claus at a mall. But I don't know okay. if he was Santa Claus because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to accuse Santa Claus. Like I've never been on a podcast before. But the first thing I don't want to go on a podcast and then accuse Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, I, 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 right. I love. I, I'm. With, I love Santa Claus. You know. Right, and and I don't think anyone is under the impression that Santa Claus kidnapped Brian Lynn. No, but it's but like perhaps that he was that maybe Santa Claus did that. So I just don't want any like gotcha journalism here mm. of like, hey, you know, okay. you breaking news Santa Claus kidnapped Brian Lynn, you know? No, for sure. Though I will say I am going to write Santa Claus under list of suspects, but that has not that's not because what you said, I just think it's, you know, but that's Definitely not true. Was, that's not true. Santa Claus is not a suspect. He was not say Santa Claus is good. He's a good. You're gonna fucking bring down Santa Claus. This fucking media is gonna bring down Santa Claus now too. Look, we've got a long list of suspects. Okay, uh, Santa Claus is not the only one on there. Okay, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is on the list. <clears throat> Damon Lindelof, Jack McBrayer, the Slender Man. Tony Danza, we've got a long list. So just adding Santa Claus to the list does not uh, make him our prime suspect. So there, there's no, you know, uh, Danny's on the list. Clark's nephew's on the list. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're just trying to get a sense of who might have duped you into kidnapping Brian Lind. And if he resembles Santa a little bit, right. uh, it's worth noting. Sorry, but yeah. I, I'm on a plethora of performance enhancing drugs <laughs> sometimes i 
you know, my wife Darlene will tell me, you got to relax when you're watching a sitcom, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. I get pissed about things. It's, it's, but anyway, so sorry about that. No, that's okay. I'm just curious as a car dealer, you know, kind of what are, what are these performance enhancing drugs that you're taking? Deco, HGH, uh, hydroxylethylin, um, uh, uh, Madison Sally. It's a, that's a, a lesser known one. A, a, a ton. It all depends on, okay. uh, on what cycle I'm on. No, I mean no judgment. Just, uh, just curious. I rub leaves on my my body sometimes. That's not a drug. That's natural. But you would be surprised what the leaf dust does to you. So, <laughs> were you taking these performance enhancing drugs before this incident, or did you start taking them after this incident? Oh, I've been taking performance enhancing drugs since nineteen years old. I've always, okay. I've always been on a cycle in one way or another. Because I remember I wasn't always a big guy, you know. I was kind of like I wasn't the best athlete in high school, so I got on these things. Uh, I was working overnight as a doorman downtown in New York, and uh, the guy I was doing overnights with used to be a minor league baseball player, and uh, his name was Don. He told me like, "You want to get big? <laughs> you know, I got a guy, and uh, I swear by him. I mean, like you guys, honestly." Have you guys considered taking uh, PEDs? No, uh, I have no. not. You should think about it. It's not <laughs> serious. Like, it's, they're freaking amazing. The recovery times, you're cutting hand. Like, wow. Yeah, just half every recovery time. You guys work out? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we both like to keep fit. Uh, mm -hmm. We both like to stay in shape. Um, I, you know, I'm concerned about PEDs because, you know, I hear it does affect your testicles. And personally, and I can't speak for Owen, but I feel like I've got them just where I like them um, in terms of size. Now, I didn't hear this. Which way does it affect them, bigger or smaller? Both. So you have a big one and a small one? Yeah. I already got, I got, look, I, I don't want kids, so I don't care about my goals. So you can say what you want. There's so much technology now, right? Why am I worried about the one, the one, the two muscles no one sees? Are they muscles, by the way? Are uh, testicles muscles? Because, well, you know, anyway, look, don't worry about the side effects. You guys should do them. They're not, like, for the most part, I'm very, you know, between PEDs and transcendental meditation, I'm a pretty, you know, for the most part, pretty balanced. Okay. Now, I'm looking up this, the van that you said that you put Brian Lind into it is uh it, it has been called by car and driver uh the sleigh of vans uh and there is a red model so I I just want to make sure I'm clear about this you helped a uh, sizable gentleman with a white beard put Brian Lind into what from a distance looks like a sleigh is that correct I know what you're doing with this and I know <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I kind of know what you're doing here. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, like, I refuse to believe that Santa Claus took Brian Lynn, even though I don't want Christmas to be ruined for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't – I mean, it sounds like you're probably on his nice list. I don't I, – I, uh, it seems okay. I am probably because I helped him with this. 
Yeah, he's I've been a good boy all year, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I will say this. It, it seems like if, you know, it is Santa Claus, Santa Claus maybe would understand, or if it wasn't Santa Claus, maybe Santa Claus would understand, like, <laughs> hey, you know, this guy was just trying to have some fun with a new friend, and, you know, he was duped, you know. So in that way, you, and if it was Santa Claus, then I think it's a little hypocritical of Santa Claus is kidnapping somebody, asking for your help, and then punishing you for helping. That's, that's, that's on Santa. Yeah. What? Don't blame Santa. How do you – here's the thing. Like, Santa Claus had every right to pepper spray me. Like, because let's just say Brian – let's say Santa Claus did it, okay? And mm-hmm. we got you guys, you know, who now are going to start putting him on a suspect list and saying, oh, Santa Claus, you know, kidnapped Brian Lynn. How do we know Brian Lynn's not up in the North Pole living the, living the fucking dream, you know? How do we know we, that? You know, like – We like, don't. You know, like you guys are That's like – a fair point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what, what if – what if Brian Lynn asked for this? Like, I want to go live in the North Pole in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a condo or something, you know? And this is his gift. I don't – you know what I mean? Like, don't shit on Santa Claus even if he did do this because you don't know what Santa Claus – you don't know what Santa Claus's, like, M.O. is, you know? Uh, you know, if it was a choice from Santa Claus to take Brian, I think it's very interesting that to grant a wish he did kidnap him. Did Brian get stuffed into a big red sack? No, but okay, but he did silence Brian with with a candy cane. Okay, okay. yeah, he stuck three candy canes in his. Uh, it was actually very funny. I thought for a moment there for a second I was like, "Is this guy still cool?" You know, that's a pretty big tell. Uh, as candy canes are not generally used or very effective, I would imagine at keeping someone quiet. Mm-hmm. At any point, did the kidnapper bring his finger up to his nose and with a wink imply to be quiet? No, but he did smile at me and hand me a Coke. Okay. It answers some questions. You know, we appreciate you being honest because the more information we have, the better. You know, the better Mm -hmm. we can do our jobs. I'm curious, did anyone else see... Did it, was there anyone else around when this was happening? Uh, there was a, uh, a reindeer. Uh, okay. I'm just fucking with you guys. That was a joke. That was a joke. It's not saying... <laughs> no, no one saw this. No one saw this. That's why I, mean, I wouldn't... I would be much more paranoid about, you know, repercussion. Mm-hmm. No one saw this. It was, you know, kind of like... It was quick. I mean, someone could have saw it. You has it, Have you guys had anyone else saw it? No, I mean, we were not aware of this kidnapping attempt. You know, we, we know prior to this event, a couple of weeks prior, he was, he was stabbed by a fellow uh, drug dealer. Uh, we know that, uh, actually, you know, now that you're saying it, uh, a local mobster, I don't know if you know Rudy Jr., did said, uh, he did tell Brian, uh, I'm going to kidnap you uh, prior to this happening. So That's correct. I don't, I don't know any mobsters. I'm just a, I'm a car salesman. Sure, sure. I will say, you know, Rudy Jr., if you've ever been to any of the adult bookstores within, you know, about a 15-mile radius, he does own all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He owns uh, those bookstores, all the, the uh, adult ones? Yes. The, he does own the bookstore, The Odyssey to My Pants. Uh, he does. Yeah, wow. 
Yeah, he does a great job, honestly. Yeah, yeah those stores are phenomenal. Like the the uh, it's like a hotel when you walk in. It's got a lobby vibe, you know. You know that hot lobby yeah smell of a hotel lobby. How it's like so fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh. I do. I mean, it's the only bookstore uh, that has a concierge inside. Um, also, he does own the bookstore um, Boners and Nipples, which I think is supposed to be a Barnes and Noble thing, but it's very clunky. Boners and Nipples. I haven't been at the Boners and Nipples. I just been to the Odyssey. I don't spend. Okay. It's one workshop, but uh, you know, one workshop, but 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 it happens to be here. So so I've been to the Odyssey, but I the Odyssey was so good. I was like. Now that I know he owns them all, I go on a little uh, little shop crawl next time I'm down there. You're so based on the, the information that this guy uh, said. I'm uh, gonna kidnap you to Brian Lind. You're gonna go check out his adult bookstores. No, I'm gonna go check out his adult bookstores because <laughs> I don't. My apologies. You know what I mean? Like, I thought <laughs> I, that's one thing about me. Like, I'm a pretty terrible shopper. Like. You could tell me that, like, you know, they had to kill uh, tigers to to make a make a uh, a gummy bear, right? And that's a bad example, but you know what I mean. You know, how things come out and like uh, the news, like this company gets what they do by extracting, you know, endangered species organs or something. It doesn't phase me as long as the product is good. You know what I mean, like. And that's particularly important when it comes to PEDs because a lot of PEDs, there's a lot of like pretty sad stuff that happens to animals, to be honest, to, to, to make some of this stuff. It's a product and especially when you're dealing with like the underground, you got you to get what you got to get, you know? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. I, you know, I, I, I'm curious if, if we do find Brian, is there anything you'd like us to tell him? I would like you to tell him to call me. Um, because if something has happened to him that he didn't want to have happen to him, something bad, something uncomfortable, I want him to know that I was just trying to have a giggle, have a laugh. You know, I thought we were all going to go back inside the rainforest cafe and, you know, I'd meet two new friends that I just did a fun, you know, very physically involved prank with. And, mm -hmm. You know, when he, when I, when I realized that I, you know, might have, might have been involved in someone's death or I never intended for that to happen. Well, we appreciate you coming on and being so honest and upfront about everything. Mm -hmm. uh, Owen, do you have any final questions or anything like that? Uh, what's on your Christmas list? Better conscience, Owen. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> don't be, don't be so hard on yourself, Yost. We we all get we all get tricked once in a while. You'll be okay. I think you're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. I like that. Clark, like any final questions for Yost? Uh, I guess I do have to ask. Did as he was kidnapping, did the man say ho ho ho? No, but he did say <laughs> on Dasher, on Prancer, and he said all the names of the rainbow. So. I don't know. Yeah. It's Santa Claus, you know. A lot of people. Mm -hmm. sure. You know, I gotta say, because this this kidnapping or or you know this disappearance and kidnapping, I suppose, did happen. You know, early months of the year uh, when uh, Santa would be free 
you know, have a little more schedule available. So I'm going to say things are not looking good for old St. Nick, but obviously, you know, we're investigators, so we'll, we can't jump the gun. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, be sacred about this because, you know, I don't believe in God, but I believe in Santa Claus. So, <laughs> okay. Artwork provided by Amelia Jane Murphy. You can follow her and purchase her work at amil underscore art on Instagram. Music provided by Kai Ingle. Please subscribe and write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcast. It really helps the show. You can follow us and contribute at Deception Pod on Instagram and Twitter.